Hey everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place where I talk with dancers, artists, and other creatives about pretty much anything as it relates and doesn't relate to dance. I am your host, Dean, aka Razzy D, from the Filthy Feet crew out of Vancouver, Canada. Today we talk with my good friend and fellow crewmate, Mark Siller, aka Mark Siller, one of the most creative guys that I think I've ever met, and definitely a guy that embraces the chaos in our lives. And he's also the guy that got me thinking about being comfortable with the uncomfortable when it comes to dancing and being in the moment. So thanks for listening and enjoy. Okay, we're live. No, we're not live, but we're recording now. And we're here with the Mark Siller, a.k.a. Mark Zilla, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling, a.k.a. Mark Siller, a.k.a. You got any more AKAs? Captain Iceberg. Oh, Captain AKA. Iceberg. Forget that. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's abrupt, maybe. The old yeah. one. Um, well, I think I'm going to start doing this with everyone that I talk to, but for the like one person that's watching and listening to this, why don't you give mm-hmm. a, a little like intro of just who you are and whatever okay so (laughs) to who i am is uh the intro that dean gave me and then plus these things uh yeah i i break obviously same crew as razzy here uh filthy feet been breaking about 20 years now i just enjoy art being creative in general um since i was a child um never was super athletic but i find ways around that i guess uh yeah um dean and i are also in a dance company together we co-founded oro collective together uh was into like tricking and acrobatics for a long time and i'm also a graphic designer and web developer and kind of working on that stuff through all this quarantining yeah yeah crazy um why don't you because i don't think i ever really got like much backstory i mean i don't don't know why don't you go into a bit about like your tricking background or that part of your your history a lot of people ask you about like dancing and stuff but i know tricking was like a big thing for you before breaking right Mm, i would say like in the beginning stages of it kind of like parallel yeah Um, yeah uh basically well to get into that i'd have to like talk about why i even started which was mainly from watching like kung fu films like jackie chan is probably like my first catalyst into getting into creative movement you can watch like a lot what was your favorite chan movie (laughs) oh that's tough the, the one that I saw first was Drunken Master, like oh, yeah. the the second one. Um, right. And then after that was Fearless Hyena, where he actually like uses emotional styles of movement, like sad and happy and angry. 
And I just thought it was really cool. And he was the first one who really opened my mind up to the idea of like, you can create interesting movement, like, and there's so many different ways you can go about it. So I think that was like the first thing for me was just like, it was kind of acrobatic, but like what kind of interesting movement can you create? Like it wasn't dance or it wasn't anything. Like my friends and I would also do like parkour and then we got into like tricking, but really what we just wanted to do was we found out that you could go to gymnastics clubs for open nights and we'd just go and just mess around there. And then it kind of grew into tricking and grew into parkour and grew into breaking and breaking was just what really stuck with me because of the musical interaction and the just the culture and everything. And yeah, so I, I was tricking probably for like the first 10 years that I was breaking. And if I hit like a snag and breaking or like kind of plateaued, I'd, I'd jump from one to the other and kind of keep my mo- motivations going and then try to integrate them. But yeah, it's been a while for flips and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy. So how... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit of wine going. Where's your drink? Oh, cheers. This is pure agua. Agua. Oh, yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah, it's like 9.30 here where I am. Oh, wow. So I'll it's probably not a good idea to be drinking heavily <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it seems like you had a pretty, what do you call it? like mixed mixed influences i guess right totally yeah yeah um this is kind of like my own thoughts about knowing you and stuff but like you always seem like a guy that you're into a lot of different things but it's not like those things are separate those things kind of influence each other and stuff like that um yeah what what would you say is like for you now or in your time whole time breaking or whatever is there something like let's say outside of breaking that influenced your breaking the most oh man or just in general that's tough i almost there's stages you know like if you're really into one thing it'll like kind of seep its way in for a while and then you get another interest for a while and it like seeps its way in and you do something else like um like even like say learning graphic design and stuff you learn about geometry and like visual balance and like that stuff can seep in but i would say obviously like tricking was a big influence um because it's just like i don't even really know how to define tricking but it came from martial arts and stuff and lot of acrobatics and it's just another just like you can dance on your feet and on your back and in footwork it's like another dimension is in the air right and i don't really do that much anymore which is funny but um and of course like one of the reasons you and i get along obviously is like video games like yeah video games like if i have like you know if, if you have like your your book of like ideas you've come up with and you name them I'd say about 70% of mine are like video game influence, like Morph Ball and yeah. Screw Attack. <laughs> I just like two Metroid ones, so obviously Metroid 
influences me a lot. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. Music? Oh, uh, music? Yeah, you started yeah. making music recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dabbling. Uh, sorry? You're dabbling. Yeah, I'm dabbling. But it's also like, yeah, the last year I was into it pretty heavy. And I, I was into it kind of before, like just messing around and trying to do stuff. But the past year, like Creation and uh, Special Ed from Floorstorm, those two, like I got to spend a lot of time with them and they really influenced me because they make music too and kind of showed me a lot of how to use the tools. And Excuse me. Blessings of Akatosh. Yeah. Blessings of Akatosh. Uh, yeah, and those two really... Like, I'll edit this out. Uh, yeah, those two kind of showed me the tools. And I would actually encourage anybody that like dances, try making some beats because like as dancers, even if you don't know musical theory, you have that kind of instinctive idea of like because you kind of have to learn to premeditate music. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I, I didn't premeditate that. She's got a cat. So oh no waves of allergies yeah that sucks okay we're back <laughs> uh, making music yeah yeah just like yeah if you're a dancer it's worth like giving it a shot looking at a tutorial you can download programs on your phone if you're like just wanting something to do on your commutes although commutes now are kind of taking on a different context so yeah. at home <laughs> yeah. uh and you can just kind of play with layers of sound kind of like with photoshop until something sounds right and then kind of rearrange it and like kind of lego and just come up with cool things you like yeah 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 like i'm gonna say this me personally like you you were always one of the guys that helped me kind of understand well, what does it mean to be creative and like uh you know you were one of the guys that got me to start thinking like outside the box kind of ways of thinking about creativity so oh, like thanks. you know we were talking you were talking about like video game influence and stuff like that but like i remember you had one i forget what it's called like this some scorpion kind of i don't know it looks like scorpion freeze but like when you told me where you got it from, and it was like some some promote like ad in a Nike store yeah. of a golfer, like yeah. looking at the the putting green or something, but they were super low. But like yeah. to be able to take something like that and bring it into whatever you're doing, like this for this instance, like dancing, I was like, oh man, like yeah, you can take from anywhere. You just have to learn, train your brain to like think about things as in a different way or not even train it to like think specifically it's just like keep it open and not close off doors and stuff yeah well you influence me in the same way man like your creative ideas are legend in my book and you got me to think about footwork and positions a lot and to me that's like a lot of what it is too is like the the, the golfer thing you were talking about it was just like i had i i saw a poster at metrotown and I think it was like this one golfer. I don't even know his name. I should do my homework for my influences. But he, he, he was like famous for this thing where he looks at the putting green 
where he basically is like sitting on his foot with his his thigh and yeah it's just another position right like yeah. if in in your breaking you can think of a new position and you can find like a uh, a fresh way to get into it and a nice way to get out of it then it's just like it becomes something right and yeah. if you already trained your foundation and you understand what the aesthetic is like then it will embody that within that movement especially if the the right kind of music's playing to break right yeah yeah, yeah it's it's funny it like... go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's funny having these like obscure influences because then it makes for good conversation too right <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i think that's a big thing for me recently is like you know like that kind of thing is like a skill that you you learn over time of like how to pull influ influence, I almost said influence, influence from all kinds of things. And, uh, but like, you know, you kind of have to train your, your brain to see them, mm -hmm. which training your brain is like untraining your brain. Like, what is that Yoda thing? Like you have to unlearn what you have learned kind of thing. Yeah, uh, actually like, that's like one Oh, you said these say, rigid things and uh, like, oh, it's supposed to be this way. But if you really want to keep going, you got to unlearn those barriers that you've put in place already. And mm -hmm. so like that kind of thing is like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of beginner dancers, they only look at dancing as influence. Mm -hmm. And they don't know that they don't think of like, oh, I can look at a, I don't know, like a crocodile or a stove or rice cooker or i don't know like all these things is potentially something i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm it's sure true. you can figure it out right like, and it's uh, also kind of like for example like when i started doing like parkour free running and i or even like photography for example it just kind of makes you see the world in a different way because you're you almost have to like you said train yourself to look for things and yeah. sometimes a new hobby will kind of unlock that in you so yeah i guess it's the same with breaking like once you start really, that's like what's like one of the big things that's exciting about it for me is that you can just create things like from the beginning. That's been kind of a, a big part of it is like you can take influences or they can even be something like a dream you had or whatever. Like it could be an inside joke, could be something you tell people about later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah fully. Yeah. Interesting stories. Yeah stories behind moves and stuff what's the yeah. what, would you, what would you say is like your your most interesting story behind a move <laughs> oh shit <laughs> mm. what's my most interesting story behind a move i mean the ones where you like origin or whatever. because you like crashed is always interesting because it's like what's more natural than the way you fall right <laughs> i mean like people fall in all sorts of awkward ways and like there's balance of chaos and order and a fall and then eventually you can just guide it i know like with breaking and i'm sure movement you've had instances where you like trip and fall and like oh, if I hadn't been doing that, then if I hadn't been, like, training my body all these years, I would have ate it, and I would, uh, yeah. like, 
my teeth would have shattered like a pearl necklace like on the ground but no i i like slipped off of that concrete barrier and i did a side flip and yeah i don't know well, i'm trying to think that's the origin of the the massive monkey day butterfly twist to face plant or <laughs> body splash <laughs> to face plant it was probably because the body splash <laughs> well it was because i'm I, I saw Nyx One's like frightening visage just staring at me, and it was my first battle with Filthy Feet, and I was like, "Oh, I have to do this corkscrew," and then I was like, "I'm not doing this corkscrew," and then I did like the kung fu frog splash on my chest, and I was like, eh, "Might as well keep going." Yeah. I mean, that's like what a lot of it is, right? Like, you you have a moment that maybe is awkward or it doesn't feel right, but you go meh and you keep going and sometimes it works. Like you, you, you finish confident and the story has been said and people take it in and they see the confidence behind what you did. And then maybe you like, will watch footage and you add on to it later. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's another thing that I got from you too, is like learning to, yeah, just go with whatever happens and just do, like, you know, you messed up. Um, don't focus the, on the fact that you messed up. Like, meh, just move on kind of thing. I mean, like, one really cool example of that. Well, before I say the example, like, one interesting thing is I, I get pretty, like, anxious when I'm dancing sometimes. Like, especially, even still, like, if I'm, like, ciphering with, like, the youth in Vancouver, I get, like, self-conscious and stuff and sometimes it's hard to like just keep going with things and not get in your own head which i'm sure is like a struggle for anybody right like you can't be at that level of supreme confidence at all times but it sure helps to like know that it is effective and to keep moving um but i i was teaching at uh in victoria it was really interesting because i was teaching a, a class of like four and five year olds and that was like a big part of the class was really just the idea of continuing to move um because like when you start a new dance style sometimes you feel like if you're not doing it right you just kind of put the brakes on like i'm not paying tribute to it in the right way or whatever but once you're already on the floor and you're moving like there, there's no reason to do that you just have to keep going right and um like those kids are just like coming up with the craziest stuff and sometimes that's like what you were saying before how people get caught up in this balance between like having a structure to their dance and like a predefined way that they have to move and just like feeling it and having like a meditative like just go and, and move kind of way of of doing it it's like you have to like strike that balance you need that structure you need that history you need that knowledge to like understand where it came from but then a big part of that foundation is also that feeling of freedom like yeah. that feeling of freedom is what when people started breaking i imagine and from the stories i've heard a big part of why i did it or why they did it is because they just break they want to go off right so to me part of learning foundation is learning that element of it and that yeah. element like bringing your influences into it in a, in a respectful and contextual way right and and yeah that the beginner's mind even once you've been doing it for a long time yeah yeah like that beginner's mind is basically just like keep an open mind 
Mm. And, and don't assume that you know everything or, or that this is the way that it is. Yeah. I think that's like one huge thing for any anyone, no matter what you're doing, even if you're not like doing anything in life, you know, like you're just living kind of thing. Like that's mm-hmm. still an important thing, you know. But it's like a you know, it's all a balance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You need some structure and you need some like disorder at the same mm. time. Yeah. And you also um, have to be open to the idea and the fact that your approach will kind of come in waves and sometimes you'll attend to the structure more and sometimes you'll feel like being disordered and just freestyling more and there's seasons in your dance and yeah. going with it rather than always trying to impose your will it should be like this all the time yeah, yeah. Or, right but being open especially to to what other people have to share and not just people that you have respect for but even you know your your uh, like respect for as an artist but even beginners like a lot of the time people have been breaking for a couple of years and i see something in their dance where they've been breaking for like two days and i see something that I, that reminds me like oh i need to like let go a little bit more or oh i need to there's this lesson in this person's movement right it's always yeah. there yeah yeah they're just coming into it with like no idea of what it's supposed to be like and when you have that yeah that freedom you can come up with all kinds of crazy things yeah. that's why it's good like after you after you have some kind of training to go back to that and then re-examine what you're doing and and see it in a, a new light or like routinely go back and try to re uh, like uh, get that that mentality again like refresh your your mind kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know like order and structure and that fine balance between it so why don't you tell us about like maintaining your beard that you have right now the order this, and the and the and the chaos within it <laughs> the order comes from the two minutes i take to hastily shave it and the chaos comes with the complete abandonment of all responsibility over it over the oncoming weeks yeah but it's like it's pretty good right oh yeah yeah i mean i'm a blondie and my beard's like super dark it goes through seasons too it comes out blonde and then it turns red and then it turns brown and then it turns black it's like pretty interesting yeah Yeah. no complaints beard is like a metaphor for life yeah right yeah yeah you shave it all off and you you don't think about it anymore you're just like i respected you and now you're in the toilet or whatever <laughs> what the disposal method for body hair is but anyways you might have to edit this <laughs> <laughs> but you were always saying or was it you i think it was you was saying like yeah facial facial hair is the facial hair maintenance is the fifth fourth sixth fifth element or whatever of hip-hop <laughs> yeah i think that might have actually been rory i can't remember if it was i i feel like i was reiterating something someone okay. else said it could have been rory yeah. yeah you know it's that's a big thing if you want to succeed in in the hip-hop world you got to get that facial hair maintenance totally yeah. you know like man he's got that element under wraps you know what i'm saying <laughs> 
tons of the other ones too, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else I want to talk to you about? That right there is a perfect example of the Mark Siller experience. Why don't you tell people, in your opinion, what you think the Mark Siller experience is? Mm. Knowing, <laughs> knowing what it's like to know Mark Siller. Okay. <laughs> in your view. Okay, why don't you? It's so dry. It's like going down my throat oh god <laughs> okay sorry it's spicy it's like these like dried peas it was too dry and i tried what are they wasabi peas no oh. but that's a great filthy feet story the wasabi pea challenge oh right <laughs> you want to tell the folk the one singular folk at home that's listening about the wasabi mm -hmm. peas challenge yeah just like a filthy feet thing i guess although i don't want to claim it because i'm sure other people have done it before uh was it wasabi peas or cashews first i think the first time with cashews okay yeah just basically like the dried wasabi snacks like how many of them can you eat at once and yeah it has many many different outcomes mine Ended up with like a fire truck, like red face. But I think I took it pretty well. I don't know about other people in the crew. There's one like vomit moment I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. yeah, you get that like endorphin rush though. Like once you get a good cipher, same thing. Zobby P challenge. Uh, the Mark Siller experience. What yeah. is that? Yeah. I don't even know. You know. One thing about like life and breaking to me is like you want to kind of, you know, people want to be in control of their image and control of how they are perceived and how they look and how they come across. But a lot of the time you can't really know and you just have to let go. You have to let it flow to and fro all the way, maybe in the snow as well. Snow can flow, an avalanche. You don't want that to be a matinee show because that's less people walk. The beanstalks won't rock through the top of that sock, man. <laughs> I think that's a perfect that's a perfect description of the Mark yeah. Siller experience right there. But that's um, like with breaking movement, personality, all of this stuff. Like, you can control it to an extent, but it's also just you. You just have it, and you just want to not put resistance up because, I mean, people can make fun of you, but whatevs, right? And in the end, it's kind of like a surprise to you, too, how it comes off. That's, what, 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 that's exactly what it is. I want my breaking, I want my dance, I want my personality to be a surprise to me. I want to oh. watch it here and be like, what the heck was going on? Because that's like, you know, that's like Diablo loot box. That's like playing poker and blackjack. It's like, what's going to happen? Oh, mystery. Oh, 
it's, it's like part of life that people enjoy right and yeah, yeah as long as i as long as you're like nice and you're not a jerk and you're sensitive of people it's like go ahead throw those dice yeah it's nice yeah that's a good way of putting it you're wine here by your own self oh geez yeah well even like in a cypher right it's like you can dance in like a way that you kind of prefabricate and I want to look this way and come off this way to these people. And that's all well and good. It's good to acquire skill and good to develop your abilities. But sometimes that like vulnerability of just tossing the dice when you dance is to me, those are the best stories. Like when you get a cipher, like if I'm with you and so sick and the crew, we just act silly and it's almost like what's going to happen. Like what's going to come out of it. Those yeah. are the stories you end up talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you would you say like, or how would you say your kind of dancing has changed over the years? Oh man. Yeah, I think it's my dancing has changed because I've always allowed myself to kind of flow with whatever my interests are at the moment and humans are dynamic and we become interested in different things and we have to allow ourselves to like we can't really get stuck in like I want to be this and just stay there because those are the times I've kind of like slipped and like lost interest but as long as I'm always like asking myself how can I have more fun what is there to explore that I haven't explored um then I've always kind of kept going with things. So yeah, in the beginning, a lot of acrobatics and tricking and stuff. Um, the first moves I learned were like drill head spins and like inside nineties. Um, right. Like, and then after that, I started learning footwork, uh, and top rock and all of this stuff. But back when I started, it was also hard to get like education on that. So It'd be basically my friends and I trying to like figure out like a breakdance.com like text description or watching like a <laughs> two second clip from MTV or something, right? Like I saw a lot of MEC back then, so they they inspired me for sure. And GI, a lot of like Toronto and Ontario from being on Much Music. Um, yeah, and then a Music lot of people. Huge influence, I think, for people from our kind of generation at least like when we were starting you know i remember like anytime much music was on i think it was rap city yeah that intro yeah flex freeze like that freeze that everyone from our generation or whoever was watching tried to do oh yeah i tried so many times but it i never got the how down kind of got the shape but yeah like anyone is watching go look up like rap city much music rap city intro and you'll see the freeze that we're talking about like that's a legendary yeah. freeze. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 they had battles and stuff too so yeah crazy i would say like it also changes with your values so back then i wanted to be explosive and, and impressive and then after a while I started getting more interested in like footwork and technical stuff. And I've always been super ADD though. So like my number one 
issue has always been like learning things properly. Like I'm always like a dog that like kind of goes off. Right. And eventually I learned things properly, but, um, that that's always been my issue. Um, like learning things like the way that they're taught exactly. Um, but I guess that serves you in the end in, in a sense. Um, yeah. And then afterwards became more interested in dancing. Um, as my influences changed, I started creating different content that fit those influences. And then when we started doing Oro together, a lot of that really like bled into my dance as well. And then the past years I've been trying to kind of, um, how do you say, um, take all of those different versions of myself and put them together into something. So now I'm kind of exploring acrobatics again because I haven't really done it in 10 years, trying to integrate it with all the stuff I learned working with Oro and in theater and just like all the different versions of myself trying to find like a, a fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Different versions of yourself creating the ultimate mark. The ultimate mark. (laughs) The blood. (laughs) The filthy warriors. Yeah. flowing through the core nuts yo that's another one that you can take in uh Excellent. from is like the way ultimate warrior would do his promos and stuff and they when you first listen to them you're like what the hell is this guy saying and then you go back and you're like well actually what this guy is saying is actually kind of deep in a weird roundabout strange pulling thoughts from the ether <laughs> kind of way you see like the relationship in chaos sometimes, you know, like you can't help, but like make sense sometimes, even if you're crazy or if you're like freestyling or just, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, obviously since you and I did jam masters based on wrestling, that was another thing that really influenced me is wrestling. Uh, namely more so from like the nineties and, and before when the focus was like on the character, the larger than life characters that you would look at and just like, maybe they technically aren't the best at the movements and, but the way they do things and like the way their personalities are and the character that they're conveying is larger than life. And when I started breaking, I remember larger than life characters. And that was another thing that I always really wanted to have is like work on your character, like Mm. who you are when you move what yeah. your normal events look like, like the most basic of movements. Like, how do you move? How do you walk? How do you clean the house? I don't know. How do you clean the house, Mark? It's probably not very nice looking, but <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I need to clean more. Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> So you, yeah, you've been like dancing for a long time. Yeah, you've had your fair share of travels and adventures. Um, what's the what's the most memorable or what's the most like fun place that you went to or fun experience that you had whatever traveling? Hmm. Honestly, I'd say there were two. Um. The most recent one that I remember is when we all went to the Pan Am Games to battle 
you know, like oh, in Toronto. Yeah. And it was like, that was really memorable to me because getting to battle with my crew to me is like one of the highlights, especially since it doesn't happen that often. Like I remember when I got down in the crew, all of my big inspirations and influences had basically like stopped dancing because of injuries. So it was kind of like, Oh, but then like you and Rory and I kind of like rep that Triforce for some years, which was also fun, but to like have, us all together like you know me you and jim and so sick yeah. and it's been a while like, it was a crew kind of thing right yeah battles then and these days it's a lot of like two-on-twos or one-on-ones and stuff it's kind of more rare that they have crew battles and stuff yeah and like also a crew battle where we get to go to the other side of Canada, which is this huge country that's so spread apart and it's hard to get people together and just, like, represent, you know? Um, and, and another one was, like, the Yukon. Like, all the trips that we've gone there have been so awesome that, yeah. you know, Andrea and Leaping Feats were able to get, and GWS were able to get this funding together to kind of make it ex- accessible for people to go out to the Yukon on this, like, forest retreat to just like cipher it all night and bring out people like renegades and like different guests to just like network and people from all across Canada. And we were yeah. just like in a summer camp, just getting down and running through the forest. And that was like my heaven. I was, I was talking to, to Riley like a few weeks ago or a month ago or something. Yeah. And we were talking about that, those Yukon trips and, uh, one little there's like a quick little memory but it's a good uh story for people who don't know who mark is or are still trying to get to know who mark is but this is like one of those perfect kind of things of like this helps this gives you a pretty clear picture of the kind of person that he is so like the gws guys groundwork sessions guys they're all from whitehorse up north in canada and uh these guys like grew up in a small community and there's like forest everywhere and um there's not a lot to do so you just kind of like make up your own stuff to do and so at this event everyone's kind of chilling and then suddenly the gws guys come in and they've got their like shirts off but they're tied around like kind of like animal skins like that they made clothing out of animal skins but it's just their shirts and they like tied them around their, their waist or across their chest or something and they all had like stick spears they were like going running into the forest for some reason and mark saw it and he was like i don't know what you said i can't remember if you said this or not but you're like like i have to go kind of thing like it's calling you sorry <laughs> you just but ran off them. it was a happening it wasn't a decision like <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 those are my spirit brothers for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that was another thing that we were talking about like you know mark like mark was born and burnaby and like a city but your true calling is the forest <laughs> yeah well like i guess i was it's not really the city it was kind of at the base of burnaby mountain and it's not, not true. like it's not like deep forest but like you know i'd walk like a few minutes and i'd be in a forest i could get lost in and i enjoyed spending my time getting lost for sure yeah maybe, maybe you grew up in a more urbanized whitehorse 
Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that 100%. Yeah. 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 Those white horse times were, were, those were good experiences. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to Talia, did an interview with me. Maybe she'll talk to you too. But I think it's maybe I, related. This is kind of DL. Um, but she they're trying to get the funding together to do another like reunion trip up there. Oh shit. So they're getting like data and everything and they they were gonna do another one, but I don't know now. Yeah, Riley <laughs> Riley that's what we were talking about. He was like, Yeah, we were just talking to a bunch of people and gathering information. But uh, yeah, that conversation was the one where I was like, because we just chilled and we talked and we reminisced about random things and stuff. It was like a yeah. semi-interview, but it was kind of like this, actually. And then that gave me the idea of like, yo, people got a lot of random good stories and I feel like you should try and share them, even if it's like just for fun. Like if no one watches it, at least like I got to talk to you and catch up and stuff and reminisce and maybe some someone out there in youtube land is watching and they get something out of it then if we help one person that's cool or yeah. helps person see something differently and whatever think differently it's just unfortunate that like the arts are one of those fields where it's really hard to like quantify the effect that you've had because you're just relying on testament and you can't really like go back in time and see how things would have been differently you're just yeah. relying on people to tell you it made an impact and it's like yeah. i know the big tricky things but for those who know they know the impact you know hard to measure right yeah but on paper it's like hard to like yeah to measure like you said yeah like you can get numbers but then what are you measuring like oh i had a positive it had a positive impact and like 70% of people had a positive impact, but like that positive impact is totally subjective to that person. Like, yeah, you know, it's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. like one thing that recently I've been getting into is like reading about science stuff and uh, like stuff like psychology, where it's kind of in the middle it's scientific but it's also got this like you know everything about the mind and that's kind of subjective sort of stuff mm -hmm. and yeah like you see some of the limitations of everything and and the benefits of everything and stuff it's pretty interesting yeah and you you get into you've been into like all kinds of stuff like that like quantum physics and just reading about it or whatever right yeah just as an interest yeah. i mean i've always i've been into like philosophy as an interest and i mean i did a bit of physics because i went to school for engineering but then i really wanted to like understand relativity and einstein's work and just kind of get caught up at least like i guess not the mathematics because i suck at that and a lot of people <laughs> if you don't understand the math you don't understand it but yeah i just have a I, I just love reading about physics and about neurology and the yeah. mind and philosophy it's just a, a hobby a rabbit hole just like for yeah. You. yeah but it's good <laughs> for you i think yeah and i think even you know evolution and learning about evolutionary psychology all of this stuff really is good for self-knowledge as well and it's all very humbling 
I would say. Yeah. You know, yeah. the amount of processes yeah. that we don't know about that are going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, understanding who you are, not like who Mark is, but kind of that too. But like yeah. who we are as humans, why we do what we do. And then like yeah, understanding the universe and what that is and what we think it is, what I think it might be, what it could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all cool. Yeah. Um, Hondo. And I think everybody, I don't know, like, especially for me, you know, I'm, I'm not like a religious person or anything. So it's really important for me to kind of explore and contemplate life and death and everything. And Otherwise, I'd live in like an existential crisis. So it's good to build your own philosophies and it's good to kind of learn some physics and learn about like the mind and learn about biology and everything, because then it's easier to develop philosophies from knowledge. And yeah, yeah. well, the way that, you know, based on what I've been reading and where it's going and whatever, right? Like, there's a lot of people who are maybe not religious but like this stuff has changed the way that I kind of perceive religion like um, a lot of stuff that people do believe in now or whatever like you know believe in science and I believe in say psychology or whatever I kind of see these as they're not religious but they're kind of like serving the same purposes in a way as those old religions it's kind of like the natural evolution of uh, something like or it's, it's another branch of understanding our purpose in this world and who we are and this kind of stuff and like yeah you might not believe in god and this kind of stuff but you believe in like well, or you know it as a fact or whatever kind of thing of like i I believe in like the universe created everything and this kind of thing, but it's like something that's bigger than you and you, you can, you can give yourself up to this thing, not in a God sense and like worship sense, but like, I'm, it's like something that humbles you and something that, that keeps you going and keeps you, gives you your life meaning and gives you a path and stuff like that. And that's kind of how it's now. Yeah, like one one big thing for me has really been like, you know, even relativity or studying time or what have you, it's really about points of view and everything is a point of view. Like even the idea of God could be considered as a point of view. And another thing is like language to me is very limited. So a lot of the time that people argue about existential issues, they're just mm-hmm. defining words differently. Um, okay. Yeah, and Sometimes it gets down to like semantics and you know, yeah, like yeah. you're you're arguing like tiny little details of what this word means and yeah, like you know, religious or that kind of thing or the truth and there's many different ways you could argue both way both sides of like what is truth and what is religion or what is God or whatever, but like. You know, looking back and from the stuff that I've read and like the idea of like 
God, why are we getting into this random rabbit hole? But like God, the concept or this kind of stuff, you know, sometimes it's like what we were saying, like if you can learn to open your mind about what someone is saying, Mm -hmm. there's probably something that you can learn from it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, People can be super rigid and be like, oh, this is the only way. This is the only way. But like there's stuff to take from from everywhere that you, yeah, that you, that you experience or like the information that you take in. Like there's something to learn from everything. And another thing, too, is like I just find in life in general and in art, like limitation is one of the kind of defining characteristics of of an experience or of creativity. So, you know, you injure your leg like Cleo I saw and you come up with all this crazy stuff or you have like not enough, not a advanced technology like the old Star Wars movies and it creates this like very unique aesthetic, right? Much like if you believe anything, like say you were born in Egypt and you believed in the Egyptian mythology like the belief of that would probably create a very interesting experience for you in life. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. To me, it's just like, as long as the conversations are productive, people are humble, people understand that language is limited and people also have the obvious underpinning of, I don't know. Cause there's always an, I don't know. Yeah, it's always yeah. part of, right that's big (laughs) yeah yeah like uh these days i a lot of this stuff i'm reading to get you know i have my bias of like i like breaking and i like art and this kind of stuff so when i read stuff it's kind of with that that lens of like well what can i get from this to understand like these days it's a lot of like trying to understand well what is creativity what is uh like kind of mental freedom or whatever you want to call it Mm. but you know stuff like what we're saying like what is creativity and a big thing is like i thought about this the other day like that it's a it's seeing a it's like problem solving Mm -hmm. like you said you know you there's a limitation some limitation happened so how do you work around it and i think that's a huge like um bonus that humans have is this ability to think about things in other ways and perceive things in ways that are not like instinctual we -hmm. have that that beauty of like being able to think creatively and solve these problems so like throughout human evolution we're like oh like i can't i can't uh cut this thing Oh, I'll make a tool out of something. Like I used my creativity and like oh, I picked up this rock and it was like kind of sharp. Oh, I just hurt my finger. Hey, maybe I can use that to like cut this thing that I couldn't get open or whatever, right? Yeah. And throughout the years, like that leads to like, hey, I can't, I wonder what's in space. Hey, let's build a rocket ship and like go to space. We're not supposed yeah. to do that, right? Or like, you know, even the idea of like flight, you know, and our, have our- stuff like that. Or we can't yeah, breathe and- up water. And we use our creativity to do these things for better or worse, right? 
And it's also interesting to the idea of creativity in terms of like a tool to aid survival as opposed to creativity in the age of leisure where yeah. we don't necessarily like many people are privileged and don't have to worry about survival. That's so like creating, creating something to make someone feel a certain way or make yourself feel a certain way or yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Creativity is definitely a big rabbit hole to go down to. And yeah, also like yeah. talking with like Tafaya too, it's like, when you get older as a human being, like what's one reason that we really like respect elders? Then a big part of that is because they've, they're kind of like this sponge that has been around for a long time and absorbed so much. And yeah. I know the structures of our minds kind of distort things and et cetera, but things get kind of complex as you get older. You have more to think about. You have more like burdens, you have baggage, but then all of that baggage also just like, funnels its way into whatever you create like you might not even be aware that you know you did this movement and it kind of came from this thing that happened to you like 10 years ago but it could could come from like something you really enjoy could like there's so much interesting subconscious stuff going on in our experience that yeah and it could even be just like what 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 factor is chaos in that like throwing the dice like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was even thinking about like the current situation that a lot of the world is in right now. It's like uh, either they're in lockdown or they're doing like, you know, social distancing, that kind of stuff. But like that's forcing people to be, to get creative in like we have this big problem. So how do we solve it? Or, mm -hmm you know, either from, like, governments or even down to, like, individuals, right? Like, oh, shit, I lost my job. How do I get around this? Like, how do I solve this issue? Oh, shit, I think it died. Still there? Oh, yeah. yeah. It just said the connection just kicked out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, um, so, for example, like, we have a lot of dancer friends and with studios being shut down, like people have to figure out new ways of making money or even if they're not making money, like, you know, marketing themselves to, so that when this comes around, like comes back when this whole thing is mm -hmm. over, like, maybe some people will have made a name for themselves in some way and yeah. then leads to opportunities after like, you know, so yeah. yeah and also their creativity to like find ways around some some problem that they have and also just like mental health too like you know if you're cooped up at home and you can't go anywhere it's very helpful to have some sort of project on the go because it gives you something to look forward to it gives you that element of like oh i wonder what's gonna happen it gives you that element to like pour things into and to connect with other people so I think a lot of people will discover their creativity in this isolation or be forced to because it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're part of the flow of the world. It makes you feel like you are something other than just your inner experience. Like you're also part of this collective thing that's happening, right? Yeah. Um, 
and 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 to me a big part of creativity has always been like again the you know words are so so limited like you could have an argument with someone for half an hour and realize that you have the same point of view but you're just using words differently right like words yeah. are just symbols and you have like a perverse crazy experience and you try to tell somebody about it it doesn't work but hey maybe you could like draw a crazy picture or like you could have a song that makes you feel the way you felt when that happened maybe it won't get across perfectly but it'll be something right like i don't know yeah communication definitely is a big part of it i think if you're looking at like practicality of creativity it's always communicating something even if what you're communicating isn't exactly the way it makes you feel it might make someone yeah anyways i'm kind of trailing off there <laughs> me. but yeah maybe maybe that's a good spot to kind of cut things sure. last, last part was we're all right we're starting to explore uh all of existence or whatever <laughs> oh there's one thing one last thing i keep forgetting to mention yeah. it was like kind of a story that I wanted to talk about that was kind of like really meaningful to me. And I think you were, you were there, you probably remember this, but I remember back in the day I was kind of like, cause I've always been very self-conscious and like, I remember when I started breaking, people would tell me that, you know, you're never going to be good at this. Like, you know, you're, you're like a big gangly white dude. You have, no rhythm like you're not gonna and like whatever right like i just like it gave me i want to prove you wrong that kind of attitude but that's kind of all stuck with me even till now a little bit like sometimes i get self-conscious and i remember i was really like kind of on the rails about how i was approaching my dancing like i was happy with it but i always had that kind of like oh like maybe oh i don't know if it's am i paying homage to the originators like all of this stuff like, am I do it? Would I make them proud? And I remember in Seattle, track two was judging. I think it was uh, who was it? The Zulu anniversary. Oh, I wasn't there, but I heard about this story. Yeah, Zulu. Okay. Oh, yes. You weren't there. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And like main the main reason I went there is because I wanted to meet track two because he's like this guy that inspired me so much. And uh, I remember when I went there, I battled, and he he actually came up to me afterwards and he was like man like i don't even know like i didn't know what to think about you like at first i thought you were like this like blow-up guy who would just come in and do big moves but then you did all of this stuff like a cypher cat would be doing and you were dancing and and then he he basically was like i thought you looked like a tax collector because you were wearing like <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing this like button-up shirt and had like i i guess i didn't but then he told me, he was like, don't ever change. And I remember that one interaction from him, like, totally affected me more than almost anything anyone's ever said, because that was like my insecurity was like, what would the originator say? And when, when they said, like, be yourself and don't ever change, then I remember that was like the point that it just clicked in and I found like, not finding your voice, but you are just like on your trajectory and you don't. You're, you're okay with it right I wasn't yeah. always okay with my trajectory always tried to be but I think that's something a lot of people obviously deal with at all times but yeah yeah I think as uh 
and then like that one experience really led me to the idea that like in hip hop it's good to you know like especially when I started it was about like tough love and people would show each other tough love quote unquote and be like you know that's just the game it's like the battlefield but it's also good especially as a, a senior in this culture to like encourage people and to realize that the things you say to to the younger generation really do make a difference you know even though you might feel like it's just another jam out of like the thousands you've been to or it's just another gig or whatever like you know say say those things that you're thinking especially to to young people because yeah you have a you have that real estate in their brains you know <laughs> yeah yeah true yeah well i think that's a good point to cut things off good little final message from the monks i'm out of this stuff what is that no, stuff? No is that juice Jay, no. Are you drinking grape juice? No, no way am I spitting this stuff out. It tastes like fruit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll cut it there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You stuck with us. Damn, this is about an hour again. And I uh, hope you liked it. Uh, yeah. I'll do... Thanks. Yeah, you want to give like, a... The... Oh, I don't think... So... <laughs> thanks for supporting my homie Dean on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for everybody, you know, getting a few more here and there. And, uh, you know, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys like this. Um, look forward to more of these. Um, yeah, we'll try and keep bringing you guys good stuff. Yeah. Right. And just wait till Dean and I hit the floor again together. It's going to oh, be yeah. crazy. We've been together for yes. a long. It's yeah. going to get wild. Um, Absolutely. Oh fonder. The filthy blood. The yeah. blood is so filthy. The pH balance is turning into a F-I-L-T-H-E-E -E balance in the blood, in the veins, hopefully not varicose, of the feet, and just the feet that stretch out to the legs and the rest of the body and the epidermis. And that new organ that we have, what is it that, like, it's supposed to cover all of your organs. It's like the subcutaneous level or whatever. But anyway, right. goodbye, everyone. You, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>